The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Organic Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about driving business results without buying your traffic. Joining us is John Benyon, who is the CEO of Online Marketing Gurus, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, which is an agency that specializes in SEO, AdWords, and social media advertising. And in their six-plus years of business, Online Marketing Gurus has grown their network to over 100 gurus that help their clients skyrocket sales by being transparent, open, honest, and building real relationships that drive business results. So far this week, John and I have talked about when you should prioritize your organic growth strategies. Here's a trick. Uh, You start from day one. And we've also talked about the difference between what organic growth and SEO are. And yesterday we talked about how to blend your organic and your paid strategies together to maximize your efficiency. Today, we're going to talk about using SEO strategies that are specifically relevant in today's post-COVID outbreak world. All right, here's the fourth installment of Organic Growth Week with John Benyon, CEO of Online Marketing Gurus. John, welcome back to Organic Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. Oh, thanks, Ben. There was a piece of me that wanted to like cough right here because we're talking about COVID, but I'll pass. The beauty of this is we're recording over Zoom. You can cough and sneeze all you want to. Our editor will just take it right out and we'll call you as healthy as we could. If only it were that easy in real life, right? If only everybody (laughs) had Panos to edit out their coughs and sneezes today. Look, it's been a weird year. I don't think anybody is doing what they expected to when they were setting up their resolutions in January. Reality is everything has changed. We're all sitting at home, talking digitally, consuming a lot more content, and that affects the way that we market. We're talking this week about driving organic growth. And what I've seen is that a lot of marketers are moving away from relying on performance marketing because they want to hold on to that precious dollar. They might need it to pay themselves, pay their staff. People are being more conservative. And so COVID has really changed the way that we think about marketing. What have you seen with your clients and how are people shifting their strategies towards SEO and organic growth in the post-COVID outbreak world? When COVID really became real for us, I remember it was because we had an employee that had been on a plane with somebody who had later been diagnosed. 
And it's like, oh, wow, this is potentially like here. And so we put together a strategy to have people out of the office. We really didn't know what was going to happen or how long things are going to be. I don't think any of us certainly thought that we'd be still working from home months and months and months later. But, you know, what I would say is that COVID from a marketing standpoint, it's giving a lot of people a new opportunity and is definitely helping people to reprioritize their ad and their budgets and where they're putting those. And for SEO specifically, I'm just going to give a pro tip here. Take your best content, take your best information, add, you know, with coronavirus at the end or with COVID and then see what happens. Now, I'm just kidding, but... Let's be honest. That's a little bit of what we're doing with this episode where <laughs> that's what's on people's mind. And, and it's not just keyword stuffing COVID. God knows we're all sick as could be of talking about the virus, but that is the reality in the world that we live in. I said it as a joke, but the funny thing is, is that it probably works, right? So from an SEO perspective, after being scared to death and not knowing what we would see, what we have seen is that there's been a few industries that have been hit heavily, right? Like travel, search is down. Leisure stuff is down. Food, it's down. Hotels, it's down. That said, almost every other category, it's up. Finance, it's up. Marketing, it's up. Consumer goods is up. Retail is up. Like you're seeing far more searches. And I think it's because people have more time. They have to come up with new ways of entertaining themselves because they're not getting out as much. And this has led to what I think is a, is a huge opportunity for people if they position themselves to rank and to show up when people are looking. It's interesting. In my SEO podcast, The Voices of Search, we do a winners and losers series. And every month we talk about who's sort of picking up in rankings and I think you hit the nail on the head. Like there's the obvious COVID killed industries of travel and leisure and all that stuff. We're all sitting at home, but all of the commerce, right? All of the business, all of the marketing, like people are finding ways to fill their time without travel. Now that said, have you seen an impact in the amount of content, the amount of competition in SEO because of the coronavirus? Yep. I mean, it's a simple answer, but yes. In fact, one of the things that me and the team were working on earlier when this started to hit was, look, if you're a brand and if you're if you're doing okay, now is actually a fantastic opportunity to put more into digital because people are going to be looking. For example, worked with a client that did paddle boards. Try to find a paddle board like two months ago. You couldn't. They were all gone. Can't find a treadmill or a set of free weights to save my life. Yeah. So there were a lot of companies and there's still a lot of companies that had or have a great opportunity. But yes, the competition is more fierce for some industries. Some people really grabbed that opportunity and they went all in and they produced more content. One thing I want to say, we keep talking about content. I, I'm going to give everybody a great tip right here. Don't produce as much new content. Make your current content longer and better. That's really interesting. And I, you know, I do think that content editing and revision is something that's very important from an SEO perspective. I think that when we're in this post-COVID world and the dollars are a little bit more precious, people are a little hesitant to lean on performance marketing, then all of a sudden it's like, great, how do I get good at SEO and how do I start showing value quickly? So how can you focus on driving quick results with your SEO efforts when everybody else is producing more and more content? So something that you can do is if they have more content or if they produce more content, then let's talk technical SEO for a hot minute. Is your website faster? Is it easier to navigate on a mobile phone? These are things that are actually pretty doable and you don't have to have tons of content to make that happen. 
the next thing is that the content that you do already have, is it up to par? Is it as good as what's on the first page? Is it answering those questions? You know, I think that those are the first two things that you need to do. And then you can move on. The third one would be creating new content. And then the fourth one would be getting people to link back to your content, to get people to talk about your content, to get people to reference your content as something that is worth reading. So those are the things that I would say that you should focus on. Yeah, there's the notion of domain authority, which is really important. And having a high volume of content is a signal that Google thinks that you're taking SEO and, and you know, you're know you a serious business. If you're able to produce a fair amount of content, you probably have a general understanding of the subject matter you're talking about. It's hard to produce that much dribble. On the flip side, if you don't have the facilities to be able to produce a mass amount of content, you need to be able to show Google that you're an influencer or an authority in your space. And that really gets into building your reputation, building your domain authority. So what are the strategies that you have for building your domain authority to sort of give the search engines a signal that your content should be prioritized over someone who might be producing more content? There's lots of things that you can do to produce links. I'll just give you a couple of them that I think a lot of people could do. One, get on some of the forums or get on some of the online groups that maybe talk about the product or service and actually engage with them regularly and only drop a link to your service every now and then or your product. And this is more product-based. Like if there are online forums where people are talking about mountain biking or they are talking about you know, one of my favorite things to do is to I've got a Can-Am side by side and I'm on those forums all the time. And I do notice that there are people who will talk about products on those forums. And because I'm an online marketing person, I do a little digging around. It's like, oh, hey, that's your company. <laughs> but you know what? They answered my question. I found a cool product because of it. That's great. But you have to be active in the forum and not just go and use it to try to like post links. So that's one idea. Let me ask you a question. Why? Why do you have to be active? Let's say Quora as an example. I'm sure there's tons of content on MarTech and probably a bunch of content on podcasts as well. Why can't I just go around and go onto Quora and say, hey, I'm the host of the MarTech podcast and this is why you should listen to my show? Why do you need to be this like, I am sitting in hiding, not pretending to be promoting my show when really what I care about is promoting, in this case, my show, but products or services? I think there's a little bit of, we can see the authenticity or the lack thereof. We're a lot better at snooping that out. For example, if I see that somebody has actually posted multiple answers or they've said multiple things or they've been helpful, I'm in the forum every day. I see who's posting. I see who's talking. And I also see the ones that come in, like you just said, who just, hey, check out this place, blah, blah, blah. Usually it's not that relevant. Usually it doesn't really fit into the conversation. And usually you can tell exactly what it is. Now, that said, if that's all you have time to do, great, do it, all right? It's not going to hurt you. Probably it's not going to help that much. But if that's all you can do to try to get a link, great. The other thing that you can do is that if you are producing content, if you're producing things, produce it for other people and then reference your own content or your own website as a source of the information that you're writing about. Find other, not just forums, but other websites that are kind of in the circle of what you're talking about and see if you can't be helpful and informative to their audience. But I think that does answer your question, Ben, is that you will get far more out of your effort if you attach that helpfulness and that authenticity to it than if you just try to go out and post links. 
Yeah, I think that you posting your own links has a limited capacity. If it's the only thing you could do, you got to put them in the place where they're actually going to provide utility. If somebody's asking, what are the top podcasts for people in the MarTech industry? You bet your ass that I'm going to respond with, it's my show. It's the MarTech podcast. It's the best one. That's what I believe is true. Now, I'm not going on every post in Quora when somebody asks, what's a podcast I should listen to? And saying the MarTech podcast, I have to be very targeted and specific. Yes, you want to build a relationship with people that are in your community and show that you are a community member and not just being self-serving to try to drive some of those links and some of that SEO value back to your sites and properties. There's also the notion of working with other people that have audiences that can influence not only Google, but larger communities of people. Talk to me about how you work with influencers to start driving organic growth value. Well, I try not to. No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Hey, what is this? Uh, Look, influencer marketing, I think, is one of those things where a lot of people have gotten it wrong or they just misunderstand it. This is a perfect example of good influencer marketing. You have a fantastic audience that likes and listens to marketing advice and that is looking for it, right? It makes perfect sense that me as the CEO of a marketing company would want to sponsor your show, that would want to be a guest on your show so that I can get in front of those people who are looking for help with marketing. To provide value to them. That's key, right? Yes. I mean, I'm happy to talk and give suggestions. And I'll never forget, one of the very first things that happened in my career was I was working with this person who they had just called in, they'd filled out a form. I can't remember what, you know, it was almost 10 years ago. But she straight told me right at the beginning, I can't really afford SEO service, but I have a little bit of time and I just need a little help. And I I could go down one of two paths. I knew she wasn't going to become a client, but I thought, nah, I'm going to try to be helpful instead. And so I said, look, here's what you're going to do. I am going to give you seven things today that you can do. And once those are done, why don't you email me back? And then I'll give you a few more things. And as long as you do them and email me back, I will keep helping you. And I actually can count on two hands how many times people have actually taken me up on it, like maybe eight, but she was the first one. And you know what? I helped her for about three months and she then became a client. It made sense for me to help her because I knew that she could potentially be a client and I'm happy to give advice. And I think that's a good way to go about doing it, even in a COVID world. (laughs) Yeah. Getting into the COVID thing, look, we're we're all in this soup together. And we got to help each other to make sure that we keep going on, keep going up and keep going forward. I do think that there's value in leveraging influencer marketing to help boost your SEO and your organic growth efforts. If you can work with someone that has an audience, and I'm not saying you have to go out and hire a Kardashian to come talk about your products or service. You can go talk to the people that are influencers in your existing network, go through your LinkedIn profile, go through your Facebook, you know, whatever, depending on what your product or service, whatever social network you have, see the people that you already have relationships with that are relevant and ask them to work with you, give them products or services and have them talk about your products in their audience. They don't have to be macro influencers. They don't have to have hundreds of thousands of podcast downloads or millions of Instagram followers. They can have access to a hundred relevant people and start driving you business results. And one link from that person can be a signal to Google that you have authenticity and, you know, it all starts from there. 
So there are little ways to start building links without just going on this big expensive link building strategy or doing spammy stuff or buying your links. It's working with the people that you already know that are in your network to try to just get some visibility and some progress with your SEO efforts. John, any last tips, you know, as we're thinking about how to focus more on organic growth in the post-COVID outbreak world? I think that if you have been neglecting your SEO, you need to get back to it. That's my first tip. Our world has changed. Work from home is going to be a thing. We might have a blend situation where we work from home and we work in the office, but people are going to be searching more. That has gone up every year anyways, but this year especially and subsequent years. So make it a priority again. You will thank me in a year and a half. You may thank me in as little as three to six months. And then I like what you said, Ben. Take a minute, utilize your personal network and see what sort of SEO opportunities are available. Do a blog exchange. Like you write something for them, they write something for you. See what sort of creativity, you know, see what sort of creative ideas you can come up with to maybe enhance your SEO efforts. I think that's great advice. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with John Benyon, CEO of Online Marketing Gurus, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of John and OMG's tips for driving organic growth, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about evaluating your content beyond the click. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with John, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is John underscore Benyon. That's J-O-N underscore B-E-N-N-I-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is onlinemarketinggurus.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.